0: Good morning and welcome. Will you stand and sing with us please? Two and one, two, three, four and.
1: We Live-
2: Good morning, it's good to see you this morning, welcome to worship. We have a, just two announcements, there will be a women's retreat in September the 16th and 17th, for more information talk to Rebecca Sweet. Uh, and the Mesa will meet next Sunday at 4.30 in the Fellowship Hall. Our scripture reading today comes from Proverbs, the third chapter. Verses 5 through 8, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Loving God, we gather this day to express our love for you and to praise you. Thank you for your great love for us. Remind us that we are here to serve and not to be served. Lead us with your Holy Spirit, that we would be a people who speak the truth in love. May your words show others that we serve a holy God. Show us the way that increases our faith. Remind us of the faith of Daniel who glorified you with his life. Guide us with your Holy Spirit that we will put what we hear into practice. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. When did, when did August happen? Does anybody know? <laughs> Last year. It did happen last year. That's correct. Uh, Back to school is upon us for those of us with kiddos and for those of us with grandkids that are entering into the school year and all of the chaos that goes with that. Here at HHGMC, we've got a couple of things going on in the next couple weeks. This uh, Saturday, we have our first kids party of the year for kids fifth grade and below. It's our Living Waters Kids Party. It will be outdoors. We will be playing in the water and having a lot of fun, having snacks and sweet treats. Um, if you have any kiddos who would like to attend that, there is an RSVP slip on the Welcome Center that you can fill out. Or you can email me at children at HHMC.com just so we can have a fun end of the summer blowout, right? Big party. And then the next day, the next day on the 15th, Sunday morning, we get to recognize and honor our rising third graders. It's an awesome time in the life of our church to see these kiddos who have grown and developed enough that they can explore God's word on their own and start taking responsibility for their faith not just what they've been taught but what they can learn on their own and it's a great step in their faith journey we actually have four rising third graders this year that I know of if you have a rising third grader in your family please reach out to me to let me know so we can have a bible ready for them you can email me at children at or just grab me as you're passing by throw something at me and get my attention to let me know we want to honor all of our rising third graders and then the week after that, on the 22nd, we get to bless the backpacks. All of our students that are entering in a new school year are invited to bring their backpacks in for a blessing and a prayer and a keychain to remind them that they're not entering in the school year alone. They have a big, powerful God who's gonna walk with them every step of the way. Whether it's a school year like 2020 was, or if it's a new school year and some new version of that, or if it's what we recognize. From all of the other school years that have ever happened, right? No matter what, God's with us every step of the way. So, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at children at I love answering questions. We also have all of the information on our website and our Facebook page. With that, my kiddos, would you please come forward for the children's sermon? Oh, my gosh. I just found out Anakin's going into kindergarten. <gasps> you must be a big kid. Yeah? Five years old. You're five Oh my gosh, I remember when I was five. No, I don't. (laughs) We have been, in the month of August, in the children's ministry, we have been studying, we've been looking at some of the Old Testament heroes, these guys and girls that show us what faith is really all about. We got to talk about Moses leading the Israelites a couple weeks ago. He led them out of Egypt, out of captivity. And when they were escaping the Egyptians, they came up against the Red Sea, and they were terrified. Because they couldn't go forward. There was a sea in front of them. And they couldn't go backwards. The Egyptian army was facing. there; They were running after them, right? And they got scared. And they didn't know what to do. So they started complaining. Who does that? I do that when I don't know what to do. I complain a lot. I'm a complainer. I know this about myself. They started complaining. And they started worrying. And instead of remembering that they have a God who fights for them, they just forgot everything and started to panic. And Moses reminded them. He reminded them, the Lord himself is going to fight for you you just have to be still. He's telling them that they need to sit down. They need to let God. They need to trust God that he is there for them. And then last week, we got to hear about David and his fight with Goliath, right? Goliath was this big giant in an enemy army, in the Philistine army. And when David heard that he was challenging his people, the Israelites, Goliath was challenging them, and the whole Israelite army was scared of this guy. He was like nine feet tall and like lots of muscles, right? He was kind of scary looking. When everybody was scared of him, David said, we don't need to be scared. I can fight him. David was a kid, right? He wasn't a whole lot older than you guys are now. And he knew that God was going to be with him. And even when Goliath saw David come out and he started making fun of David, said, there's no way you can beat me. You don't even have a weapon. You're just a kid. David said, don't worry about it. I've got the Lord, and the Lord will fight for me. The battle is his. See, these two guys show us what it means to take our faith and to put it into action. And we're going to see that again today with a guy named Daniel. Have you guys heard of Daniel before? Yes, you were at first service, so you better have heard about him, right? Daniel is this really cool guy in the Bible. We get to meet up with Daniel when he's like a college-age student. He's kind of in his 20s. And he had grown up in Jerusalem. He was an Israelite who had grown up in Jerusalem, following God's laws, doing everything he could to, to live God's way, right? He came from, I guess, a pretty well family. He was educated really well. He was a very smart dude. He had a good life ahead of him, except this Babylonian army came in, and they attacked the city and took him captive, and they took him back to Babylon. And all of a sudden, all of those things that David had, or Daniel had going for him, they went away. They went away in the blink of an eye. He got taken to a land he didn't know that worshiped gods he had never seen before that spoke a language he didn't understand. And he had to figure out how to hold on to his faith facing all of those problems. And we're going to find out more about Daniel and his story. But what I want you guys to take away from Daniel's story more than anything else is through his time in captivity, which lasted a long time, he served under five different kings in Babylon, right? He served during different attacks, different problems that were happening. And he was known to be a good person because Daniel followed God. He took everything that he had learned as a child growing up in his church and he put it to use as an adult. He followed God's commands. He prayed to God and he talked to him constantly so he could have a relationship with him. He focused on what God wanted him to focus on. So when it came to everything that he was doing in his life that didn't have anything to do with God, he did it to the best of his ability because that's what God wanted him to do, right? He served to the best of his ability. He followed the Ten Commandments. He was honest He didn't lie, he didn't cheat, he didn't steal, he didn't take things that weren't his, right? He didn't want things that didn't belong to him. He focused on what he had that was good in his life because God had provided it for him, right? And Daniel, because of that, was raised up. God protected him. He took care of him. He made sure that even though Daniel's circumstances might have changed from what he expected, even though he was facing problems he never thought he was going to face, God made sure that he was taken care of. Both in his earthly life, but we also know that we're going to always be taken care of in our heavenly life, right? No matter what happens here on earth, no matter what challenges we face, we have this home to go to up in heaven in God's kingdom. And that's a beautiful thing that we all have to look forward to. So as we learn about Daniel today, I want you guys to keep that in your mind, okay? Keep in your mind how he stayed focused on God no matter what. Can we do that? All right, let's bow our heads, fold our hands, close our eyes, and say, Dear God... When we face lions in our lives, help us hold on to you and trust in your plan. In your name, we pray.
3: Good morning. I'll start Hello. our rainbows and all right. We have our spark worship program for any elementary age kids who'd like to join us. We're going to be exiting at the August side morning, door here. And some of you haven't seen in a while, and it's particularly good to see you. I'll also uh, say praise the Lord for what a Cool summer we've had, right I mean this is this has been great and rain in August. Wow, you know usually it rains the last week of June and then the first week of September. I mean many 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 years in my life here in central and in Texas it's been that way. so praise the Lord, uh, praise the Lord. I want us to remember this morning. Let me see how good my math is. I think it was, I think it's 76 years ago today that Boxcar dropped the atomic bomb on uh, Nagasaki. And a couple of days before that, the Enola Gay dropped one on Hiroshima. I'd just like us to remember that and, and pray that we never see atomic weapons used in the world again. You know, oh Lord, we pray. We have many members of our congregation who are traveling today, so I'd like to go ahead and lift them up for travel mercies. Oh, Lord, we pray. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you. We thank you that we can gather this morning and praise you and worship you and share the happy things in our lives and the things that aren't so happy. Lord, we lift up all of those who need healing in their bodies, those who are having medical procedures this week. We just ask that you would touch them, heal them, guide those who are operating on them. Lord, we lift up those in any part of the world that is suffering from war or violence this morning. We lift up the leaders of this country and all the countries of the world that they would seek and do your will that all of your children would live together in peace. Lord, we we lift up those anywhere who have recently lost loved ones. We ask that you would surround them with your goodness and let them not be overcome with grief. Lord, we ask that you would guide all of us with your Holy Spirit, open our ears and our understanding this morning that as we Read and listen about your scripture that all of us would put into practice what you speak to us today, that we might all be better disciples of your son, Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against you. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, for the next few weeks, and we started last week, we're doing a series on faith and the heroes and heroines of faith. And this morning we're going to talk about Daniel and Daniel could be in the prophets. We're going to do a series on prof- on some of the prophets of when we finish up our series on faith. But I chose to put Daniel as a hero of faith because of the things in his life. And also our Jewish brothers and sisters in the, the tonic, their Bible. They place Daniel in their writings, not in the prophets. So, uh, so anyway, we're going we're gonna to talk about Daniel this morning. But first, a little bit of review of what we talked about last week when we talked about David and some of the characteristics of people that lead lives of faith and people uh, people who have great faith have in their lives. The first one I want us to remind us of is that people of faith understand that the really important things are the things that we can 't see and we can 't touch, but they 're there nonetheless. Faith is the evidence of things hope the, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The other thing that people of faith do, or another thing I should say we're going to talk about some more this morning, is that they live lives knowing that faith is living, unshakable confidence in God's grace. Another thing we talked about last week with David was that people of faith take action. Your faith always motivates you to action. If you have faith, then you act. As James said, faith without works is D-E-A-D-D, dead, right? If you've got faith, then you act on it, just like David did, just like, as we're going to see, Daniel did and many others. Now, Daniel, Daniel was taken into captivity by the Babylonians in 605 B.C. Babylon sieged Jerusalem actually several times, but over a period of years. And the first group of folks from Judea were taken into captivity in 605. Daniel was one of those people. And he was a a very... He was a young man at that time. We really don't know how old he was, but he was a young man. And of course, he had his his three sidekicks there, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were all in the same group that got taken into captivity in 605 BC. And Daniel served under the Babylonians, under the the Medes and the Persians, and then the Persians when they ultimately took over the whole deal, until sometime around 530. So that's a 75-year that's a period. So what we read about Daniel today took place when he was older. We don't know how old he was, but he, most certainly he was over 60 years old maybe over 70, when today's particular reading takes place. And today's reading is Daniel chapter 6. The first six chapters of Daniel tell pretty much the narratives of Daniel's life, and the, uh, the second six are, are more prophecy. One other thing I should say about the book of Daniel is that it is probably the best book in the Bible for demonstrating kingdoms and how they work, how they work and how they fall from time to time. I encourage all of you to uh, read the book of Daniel this week or, or, or sometime. Again, if you, haven't, if you haven't read it lately, I encourage you to read it. Remember, what did Jesus preach about? He came preaching the good news of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. And the only real reality is God and God's kingdom. Everything else, it's going it's to be gone. It's going to be gone. But God and God's kingdom endure forever. And that's what Jesus preached about. And if we understand Daniel, we get a better understanding of kingdom. You know, for example, Jesus' words when he said there in Matthew chapter 7, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say? You see, if in kingdom and living... One who is subservient to a Lord does what that Lord tells them to do. They don't do their own thing. And Daniel demonstrates that also. Consider the word of the Lord. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps stationed throughout the whole kingdom and over them three presidents, including Daniel. To these the satraps gave account so that the king might suffer no loss. Soon Daniel distinguished himself above all the other presidents and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king planned to appoint him over the whole kingdom. So the presidents and the satraps tried to find grounds for complaint against Daniel in connection with the kingdom. But they could find no grounds for complaint or any corruption because he was faithful and no negligence or corruption could be found in him. The men said, We shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. So the presidents and the satraps conspired and came to the king and said to them, him, O king, live forever. If you ever address a king, that's a good way to start, right? O king, live forever, right? All the presidents of the kingdom, the prefects and the satraps, the counselors and the governors, are agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an interdict that whoever prays to anyone, divine or human, for 30 days except to you, O king, shall be thrown into a den of lions. Now, O king, establish the interdict and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians which cannot be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document and the interdict. Although Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he continued to go to his house, which had windows in its upper room open toward Jerusalem, and to get down on his knees three times a day to pray to his God and praise Him. Just as he had done, Previously, the conspirators came and found Daniel praying and seeking mercy before his Lord. Then they approached the king and said concerning the interdict, O king, did you not sign an interdict that anyone who prays to anyone divine or human within 30 days except to you, O king, shall be thrown into the den of lions? The king answered, the thing stands fast according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be revoked. Then they responded to the king, Daniel, one of the exiles from Judah pays no attention to you, O king, or to the interdict you have signed. But he is saying his prayers three times a day. What the king, when the king heard the charge, he was very much distressed. He was determined to save Daniel. And until the sun went down, he made every effort to rescue him. Then the conspirators came to the king and said to him, know, O king, that it is the law of the Medes and the Persians, Persians that no interdict or ordinance that the king establishes can be changed. Then the king gave the command, and Daniel was brought and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to Daniel, may your God, whom you faithfully serve, Deliver you. A stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lord's, so that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No food was brought to him, and sleep fled from him. Then at break of day, the king got up and hurried to the den of lions. When he came near the den where Daniel was, he cried out anxiously to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you faithfully serve, been able to deliver you from the lion? Daniel then said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths so that they would not hurt me, because I was found blameless before him and also before you. O king, I have done no wrong. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken out of the den. So Daniel was taken out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him, because he had trusted in his God. The king gave a command that those who had accused Daniel were brought and thrown into the den of lions, they, their children, and their wives. Before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces. Then King Darius wrote to all peoples and nations of every language throughout the whole world, May you have abundant prosperity. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people should tremble in fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion has no end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. For he has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Please be in prayer with me and for me. Gracious and loving God, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God of Daniel. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our salvation. Amen. As we go through the story of Daniel here and see a few few other characteristics that he exhibits for us to live into to show that we live lives of faith, I want you to ask yourself this question as we go through. What in Daniel's experience is similar to that, resembles that of Jesus and his experiences. Okay? What does that look like? So we start out here, it says Darius. Darius, who was the Medo-Persian king at that particular time, divided up the kingdom. He put, 40 guys in charge of this part of it, 40 guys in charge of this part of it, 40 guys in charge of this part of it. And then he appointed one person, which uh, this translation calls a president. Some translations call it an administrator, whatever, the head guy, the kahuna, right, over the 40. And Daniel did a great job. He did such a good job that the king wanted to put him in charge of everything. So that uh, the only person that had any more say would be the king himself of uh, people of faith do the tasks that they are assigned to do with excellence. And Daniel did. He did it with excellence. He didn't do anything wrong, either according to the laws of God or the laws of the Persians, right? of they couldn't find any charges against him so you know what they said right get off your mustang sally right to daniel they were jealous because he was doing a good job he was doing a great job and they had to get at him remember what it said about Pilate when jesus came before him he said he knew that the scribes and the pharisees and the chief priests had brought charges against him and brought him up there because they were jealous of him, right? Because they were jealous of him. And sadly, we see this in a lot of situations. But it didn't bother Daniel. He did what he was supposed to do, and he did it with excellence, everything he did. Again, like Jesus did. Remember what it says there? Actually, it says it in a couple of places, but one of the places it says it is the very last verse Of Matthew chapter 7. It says, What? It says, When Jesus finished speaking, the people were astonished because he taught them as one having authority and not like one of the scribes and the Pharisees, right? See, the scribes and the Pharisees just went through the lip service of it, but Jesus understandably knew what he was talking about and he taught with authority. So anyway, these jealous guys get together, and they get the king to sign this interdict that says for 30 days, for a month, anybody who prays to anybody other than King Darius uh, gets to be Purina lion chow, right? They're going to be thrown into the lion's den. Uh, because they knew, again, they couldn't beat Daniel any other way. So what does Daniel do? Nothing different. He goes about his business because he knew, one, that God would protect him and that, two, he wasn't doing anything wrong. He wasn't doing anything wrong. And he also knew what we read about, it says there in Acts chapter 5, verse 29, it talks about, it says, Peter and the other apostles said, we should obey the laws of God, not the laws of man, right? Not the laws of man. A person who lives their life in faith understands that they live in the world, but they're not of the world. And Daniel executed everything like he was supposed to but he wouldn't do anything that violated god's law which again is a great example of faith for each and every one of us he was in the world but he wasn't of the world y'all remember you remember when uh, one of the one of the times that the pharisees tried to trip jesus up right they were always trying to get him in trouble so one of the times that the scribes and the Pharisees, the, 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 the temple leaders, you know, remember, we have to be careful, and, I, and I, I have to mention this from time to time, and I haven't mentioned it in a while. The Pharisees, per se, were not bad people. Pharisees, you could say, if you, loosely translated, you could say the Pharisees were like Methodists, right? You know, not all Methodists are bad people, so... And, and, the, and the Pharisees are the same way. In fact, some of Jesus' best disciples were Pharisees, you know. Uh, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, they were Pharisees, right? Nicodemus, he was a Pharisee, okay? Uh, Joseph of Arimathea, presumably, was a Pharisee, and there were others. So, but there were, there were bad egg Pharisees and Sadducees, just, just like anybody else in leadership. They were the jealous ones that got Jesus turned in. Anyway, on this particular occasion, you might recall, they were trying to trip him up, and they said, what, should we pay taxes to Caesar, right? You know, this is, this is one of those places I might disagree with Jesus, but, but I'm not going to. Anyway, Jesus said, Jesus said, he says, whose picture and inscription is on that coin, right? And they said Caesar's, right? And Jesus said What? Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and unto God what is God's, okay? We are to live in the world in peace and harmony with those around us, but we can never let our faith in God be deluded by what's going on in the world. And that's what Daniel did. People of faith execute their task with excellence. Here's another thing people of faith do that Daniel demonstrated. It said what? He got on his knees three times a day and prayed. Wow. What a concept, right? Getting on your knees three times a day and praying. Daniel did it. People of faith are people of prayer. They have a good prayer life. Well, sure enough, they see Daniel praying and so they so they uh, they head over to the king, you know, just like a bunch of little tattletales in grade school, right? They go over to the king and they say, you know what? We Daniel over there, he's not paying any attention to you, right? Which again is not true. Daniel was executing the orders of the king to a T, but he was ignoring the interdict that the king had been connived into sign, signing, you know. Of, I believe Daniel always paid attention to the king. And I, and I believe also that's evidenced by the king's attitude, right? He was upset when, when he found out that according to what he had signed, Daniel was going to get executed. Uh, he was very upset about it. But anyway... There was nothing they could do. There was nothing they could do. So King Darius, as we, all, as we just read, you know, throws Daniel into the lion's den, right? So, and he fasted all night. Think about that, too. Wow, think about that just for, for a minute. What if your life was such a reflection of God's love and holiness, that people who weren't even believers would fast for you. Wow. That's pretty incredible. But anyway, he did. And early in the morning, right, on the first day of the week, it wasn't the first day of the week, but what y'all remember when the women were going to Jesus' tomb on resurrection morning, there in uh, Mark 16, it says, early in the morning, you know, they were going to the tomb, and they said, what? Who will roll the stone away, right? Who will roll the stone away? Because, again, a stone had been pushed into the mouth of a lion's den and sealed with the king's signet. Uh, but anyway, King Darius Gets over there as fast as he can at the crack of dawn, and he screams t- to Daniel. He yells, and you know, I guess it's hard to yell through rock, right? He he yells at Daniel. You know, maybe it was a porous stone. You know, maybe it was a big piece of pumice or something. I don't know, but uh, he he says what? And and talk talk about this. How would you like it if if uh, if if the people at the grocery store called you this? You know, if the person who checks you out, yeah you know, of, he said, servant of the living God, right? Wow, wow, servant of the living God. That's what King Darius called Daniel. He says, are you okay in there? And what does Daniel say? He says, oh, yeah. He said, God sent an angel. Close the mouths of the lions. There's not a scratch on me, right? Right? I don't even have a hair must out of place, right? I'm just fine, right? And then look at what Daniel did there. Here's another thing that people of faith do. They give the credit for the good things in their life to God. They give the credit for the good things in their life to God. So Daniel comes out. And isn't this interesting? Daniel is brought out of the lion's den, and what? You can be sure King Darius put him in charge of everybody else like he had planned to do. One might even say that Daniel was seated at the right hand of the king, right? If you want to understand kingdoms and the whole kingdom principle throughout the Bible that Jesus talks about, Daniel's a very, very, very good place to start. And I'll finish with this. You talk about doing things to influence people, and as Jesus told us in Matthew 5, 16 or so, around there, he said, what? He said, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Now, if Daniel didn't do that, I don't know who did. Because here again, as we close the chapter, King Darius sends out a decree to all, of, all the territories of the world that he governed. And at that time, that was quite a, quite a chunk of real estate. And he said, what? You need to fear The God of Daniel. You need to fear the God of Daniel. Because what? His kingdom will never be destroyed and his dominion will never end. Amen. Now go in peace. And as you go, go with the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the unity of the Holy Spirit. Amen. (laughs)